0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of Unlimited. Today, we are talking about how to create a plan you'll follow through on. And I kind of wanted to be like a plan that you will actually follow through on because so often that's when people come to me is because they want something, but they are not doing the things they need to do to get it. And usually it's they're not doing the things that they think that they need to do to get it. And even more often, it's because they aren't actually clear on what they want or what they think that they want isn't what they actually want because it's gotten mucked up in the stories of what what they want looks like. <laughs> There's so many stories. There's so many things. So that is what we're going to look at today is creating that plan and what that plan actually looks like. So we're talking about being versus doing, not that either one is right or wrong, but just to differentiate the two and also look at how they interact together. The structure of a plan. So what are the components of that so that you can build a plan that actually works for you? The importance of buffer time, staying accountable without shame and planning for distractions so that you are honoring the things that you are focusing on. Oftentimes, those distractions are things that we do actually want to give focus to, but not in that space. So how do you navigate when those distractions come up? What makes them distractions? And giving space for the things that are important to you that relate to those distractions versus avoiding the potentially difficult things that you're working to lean into. Because even when we want to do something different, change is still stressful and comes with a multitude of emotions, including fear. I also want to acknowledge that as I record this, there are a lot of very heavy, very hard things going on in the world. And while I am going to use some more mundane examples, as it were, more day-to-day examples, I believe that to create effective change, we do need the component of creating a plan of action. We need to identify what it is that we are going to do. We have an awareness of where we are and where we want to go and build the stair steps to get there. And that is true, whether it is something mundane or whether it is a bigger picture thing. And So it's difficult to talk about these things and kind of go like, okay, you know, we're just going to do this thing. And at the same time, I believe that all of these pieces fit on the micro level as they do on a macro level. So it helps to practice employing these things in our own daily life to be able to then apply them in a larger context, though there are... Many numerous differences in the way that we engage. I wish that I had a stress response that was more of a fight response. My initial stress response tends to be to retreat and freeze up and lock down. And I think it's important to give space for the processing of that so that we can then move into a space of action rather than locking down and then avoiding and moving to this space of okay. We're just going to make it okay again. And I, I talk about this a lot is it's not okay to make things okay when they're not okay. And sometimes we need to get okay so that we can see a bigger picture and so we can think in a bigger way, in a more expansive way. But too often we make things okay just so that we can keep doing what we always do. So my hope with this is that you will take these pieces and work to put them into practice in your life in a way that is tangible, in the things that may seem overwhelming, but can be brought into a size that you can engage, and then you can take them into the bigger spaces that require more people, that require a different way of engaging, and apply them there to be able to create the change that our society so desperately needs. That is my hope, that with this work and with this information, you will have access to a more expansive way of doing life in your own life, but also in the way that you engage in the world and what you feel like you have access to doing and impacting and influencing in a larger context. So without further ado, let's get started. Hey there, I'm Valerie Friedlander, Certified Life Business Alignment Coach, and this is Unlimited. This podcast bridges the individual and the societal, scientific and spiritual, positive and negative, nerdy and no, there's just a lot of nerdy. (laughs) Come on board and let's unlock a life that's as badass as you are. So far this season, we've explored visioning, values, the lens that we perceive the world through, and the rules that we are playing this game of life by and where they come from and unpacking some of those things. The reason we do that first is because all of that work lays the groundwork for setting goals that you will actually follow through on. So often, that work doesn't happen first, and that is actually part of the reason why you may have a plan that you are not following through on, or that you may not even have a plan. You may have looked for a plan from somebody else and received one that did not fit you or found one that did not fit you or whatever. And so that's the reason why I always start with those first sections, because without those, especially that visioning and values component, which does evolve as you evolve, just like the lens that you see the world through, your perception, and the rules that you understand yourself within, also evolve. Having that sense of what you want is going to be a core component to creating a goal and then building a plan related to that goal. When that isn't there, oftentimes we will have a plan that is misaligned in some way, shape, or form. And it makes it difficult to assess exactly what it is that is misaligned when we don't actually know what alignment looks like. So taking the time and acknowledging here also that time is a luxury that a lot of people don't have. So being able to find those spaces to have that awareness of yourself And looking in the what I would term productively positive lens of what do you want versus what do you not want. So, just as a recap, when you're thinking about what you want, notice if it is focused on what you don't want. So, say somebody says, What do you want? And you tell them what you don't want. Then look at, Well, if you didn't have that, what would you have? And even that question can flip it around to look at the as I'm calling it, productively positive way of focusing your attention on what you are creating versus what you are trying to move away from. So, one of the reasons why people don't set goals and build a plan is because they've had plans fail too many times for whatever reason. And there are a variety of reasons why plans don't go according to plan. <laughs> That the outcome isn't what is expected or desired. And so we're going to engage that part of it too, because one of the core components of a plan or a successful plan is to have flexibility. And so understanding that vision and your values and how those play into the things that you want will allow you to build that foundation that allows for the flexibility to be present in the plan that you're creating. The other piece is lack of clarity. And oftentimes when we've had so many disappointments and we are not sure what we want or we're afraid to want what we want, that lack of clarity will almost be like an automatic response to protect us from wanting something because it is too disappointing to want something. Then, of course, there are also all of the other structural dynamics that keep us in survival mode so that we don't have the space and the time to really look at what we want or that create bigger obstacles to achieving those things. So awareness of that is important so that you have the support or you can find the support to do that. Awareness piece for yourself of what are you trying to achieve? What are you trying to move towards? And it could even be I want to move towards having the space to figure out what it is that I want. One of the pieces of this is there's a lot of talk around the being versus doing, like you're a human being, not a human doing. Well, we are doing, we do do things. And it is important to recognize that action and doing is a piece of the process. Without the doing, we don't change who we're being, right? They go hand in hand. So you don't shift your mindset without action. You can't just think your way out of a mindset. You have to take action to teach yourself something different. But if you aren't looking for something different, or if there isn't the intention behind the action to look at reprogramming or retraining what you are able to perceive and thus access, then you're going to keep doing the same thing, believing the same thing, the being thing stays the same. So they go hand in hand. They really aren't a separate thing. However, if you think about, okay, you are a spiritual being having a human experience. We need to honor the human experience and all the pieces that go in with that and looking at what motivates us. And I talk about the motivation piece in a previous episode that I'll link to in the show notes, but knowing how do you want to feel is really important. How do you want to experience life? How do you want to show up? And what impact do you want to have? How you want to feel Motivates us to do things. You do what you believe will help you gain that experience of life, even if it's not true. If we've internalized messaging that says this is what you need to do, this is the way you need to be in order to get the thing, in order to have the life that you want, then we will do that, even though it actually pulls us further away from what we want. Like, Like the whole work hard, do it on your own, don't ask for help, self sufficiency, all of that stuff where we don't lean on each other, we don't support each other. So, does success feel like isolation? I mean, (laughs) probably not. So, if you look at what do you actually want, if the strategy doesn't fit what you want to create, you're not creating. That thing that you want. And it's also harder to follow through because part of you knows that it isn't aligned. It isn't actually creating what you want to create. You're not going to plant apple trees and get oranges. That's not how that works. So, what you're planting on a regular basis, what you're planting through the process, through the strategy, will grow the result. Alignment. Is essentially actions toward a goal that honors yourself in the process. So it's not about denying your feelings or shooting all over yourself, as it were. It is about knowing who you are, who you want to be. What are your values? What are your gifts? What is your experience? What is the impact that you want to make in the world? And knowing. What those things are and where you currently are in relation to what you want to create in the world, then being able to build in alignment with those things. Now, the question that often comes up when we talk about that is, well, how do I do it? And that is a rabbit hole that tends to lead people toward finding, you know, the, the secret solution or the best way to do whatever it is. And I encourage you to stop asking how. Stop asking how, because how is a rabbit hole. How creates overwhelm. How is just too big. It actually triggers your brain to kind of spiral out and be like, ah, what's going on? And as just came up with a client recently, as you see how everything connects to other things, you can feel like a fly trapped in a spider's web that is just too big for you. And it's important to remember that you are the spider. You are weaving the web. The spider isn't going, how do I weave this web? It's going, what's the next step? It's focusing on, what does this web look like if I am the spider that I know I am? (laughs) The spider is probably not thinking those things. However, knowing that you have in you What you need to do the next thing and getting that clarity around what is the next thing in this situation? If I am the person that I want to be, if I'm showing up the way I want to in the world, what would I do? What do I need to have more of that thing that I want in my life right now? What would help me access that? So, you know, if you define success as impact and connection, you know, whatever you would define success as, like, what is the money helping you achieve? Because so often we place money at the epitome of success. And so if you had enough money, whatever that is, it's helpful to define that, by the way, but whatever that is, how would you feel? What would be true for you? What would you do? Knowing that, what would that experience inside yourself be like? What kind of person would you imagine you would be? Knowing that, then what do I need to be that person? Not to have that money, not to have that time, not to do all those things, but be that. What would that person do in this situation? That I currently exist in. And that can help you identify the next step. Well, that person would talk to these people because they would feel like they could, like that was accessible to them to do that. They would reach out, they would ask for help, they would write this email, they would send their resume to this company, they would whatever it is, right? There, I mean, fit it into whatever your current situation is. So release the how and look at what. You're going to ask that what question, knowing what your vision is. Now, the structure of a plan as you're creating stair steps is having a goal, developing that strategy, and taking action. And the important thing is to have flexibility in that, as I've stated. So there are a couple of episodes where I dig into that and show it a little bit more specifically. There's the episode Reflections on a Way Forward, And then to look at it in terms of how one would build an ideal day that fits you of creating your ideal day your way. So those kind of dig into more specific ways of building and playing into that goal strategy action. There's the other piece of creating what's called SMART goals, which is when you are specific, which requires that clarity of what it is that you are building towards. So the stair steps also need to be specific as you have your strategy towards what you're building towards. But when you build that, again, that goal, the true goal, the way you want to experience life needs to play into what it is that you are building in terms of a strategy. Measurable so that you can assess what's working, what's not in terms of that measurement. Another reason why I like to encourage people to look at what enough is when it comes to whatever it is that they're looking at, whether it's like money or time or whatever. What is enough, achievable, where you are right now? So that's like that next indicated step, right? Something that you can actually do. So maybe you don't have access to a person that you would like to connect with, but you could build a relationship with someone related to that or engage them on social media or whatever. Like there are things that you actually can do that's realistic for you to do, knowing where you are currently in a holistic sense. Is this actually realistic? Too often we push ourselves to do things that are not actually realistic because we want to be somewhere different than where we are right now, which is totally understandable. Going back to that alignment being honoring you, and where you are, and what's true for you. If we are not realistic, then we set ourselves up for disappointment and freezing up and not doing the things that we want. And then having it be time-oriented so that you can check in. I'm a big fan of having check-ins. Like whatever it is that you're doing, maybe it's working on your relationship with your spouse, maybe it's building a business, maybe it's contacting companies because you're looking for a job, whatever it is, have it be time-oriented so that you can take a look at it and go, okay, how is this working? Am I running into obstacles? Am I taking action? Was this actually realistic? Because sometimes we don't realize what's not realistic. And the other piece that is really helpful, especially when you're doing a goal that's kind of a stretch for you, when you have something that may be kind of big and scary, or, and I'm not really a big fan of, of doing like really Big, hairy, scary goals, or whatever it is that people call it, because sometimes that can push our stress response too much and shut us down instead of allowing us to actually take action and build confidence in ourselves and our ability to take action, whatever that is, and however big or small or whatever size that is. When you build in, you know, have a time, you can build in buffer time, which is space to. Process disappointment if things are not going the way you had hoped them to go. Honor the fact that it we have disappointment. Sometimes it's hard not to have a hope or an expectation on something, whether we realize it or not, and to allow space to process and honor whatever experience we're having, as well as celebrate if things are going well and things are working the way that you want to be able to acknowledge that and celebrate that feeds into a confidence that you are actually moving forward. Because we have a tendency to not pay attention to those things and focus only on the things that aren't working. So I actually like when you have a time where you're doing a check-in to see how well your plan is working, to be able to look first at what's working and celebrate that. And then what's not working and acknowledge that. And then look at how can you learn from that? What can you do with that? Because no matter what, whether it's working or not, it's information that you can then build upon. And what's working and what's not working isn't just about, are you getting the results that you want, but are you experiencing life the way that you want? So if your results are external, like a certain amount of money, for example, that is not the same as a feeling. It can provide a feeling of success and accomplishment. But is that your goal? Because it's also important, again, back to alignment. Alignment is a process, like riding a bicycle, like balance or whatever. You know, it's it's something that isn't static, it's dynamic, it changes. So you may do things and find that you kind of veered off from the way you want to show up and the way you want to be, or you did something and you realized, oh, that actually plays into these societal standards that I don't actually want to emphasize. This pulls me away from the way I want to be in the world. So I don't want to do that. I want to find another way to make the money that I am looking to make to be sustainable or whatever. It is. So it's important to take that time to look at all the aspects. Not just are you achieving the goal, the external goal, but are you being the goal? Are you showing up the way that you want? Are you having the impact that you want to have, the experience of life that you want to have, the feeling that you want to have? All of those things. It's important to always be checking back into that. And having buffer time and that time-oriented check-in process allows you to do that assessment. And then within that, staying accountable. All of those pieces allow you to stay accountable, to have support for yourself, to ask for support and to support yourself in that process. It is important within that too, that that accountability isn't paired with shame. We, most of us, have learned to motivate ourselves through beating ourselves up, to stay in our lane, to stay in line, to follow the rules, whatever, by beating ourselves up. We've internalized that, and it is hard to shift out of that. And there may be some places where that triggers more for you than other places. So When you either ask for accountability or you're doing something to help yourself stay accountable, it is important that accountability is met with curiosity versus judgment and shaming. So, okay, if you didn't do the thing, what stopped you? Again, with the what questions instead of, well, what's wrong with you? I suppose that's a what question too, but you you probably get the point here. It's really important to supporting your progress, to meeting yourself where you're at, to staying in alignment. I'm pretty sure most of you don't have a goal of feeling bad about yourself. (laughs) And if that's the case, then being able to look at, okay, what is working? What is moving me in the direction that I want to go, what aligns with the way that I want to be. And to be clear within this, that doesn't mean that you're not going to walk through discomfort. That doesn't mean that you're not going to run into these places where you beat yourself up and just automatically do it. That might be part of what you're trying to train yourself out of is to develop more resiliency to creating a plan and rolling with it. You know, whatever it provides and recognizing, okay, maybe that isn't what I thought that it was going to look like. But sometimes that's something better. They're more fitting to what you want. Sometimes it's not. And rather than taking that in as like, you know, I did something wrong. I am wrong. This didn't work. Therefore, I don't work. I made a mistake. Therefore, I am a mistake. You know, instead of internalizing that, recognizing that you are constantly growing, you're constantly learning, and you can always learn and do better. You can always improve and shift and grow. So sometimes that comes with that discomfort, that disappointment, disappointment in yourself, disappointment in other people, as you learn the dynamics of being in the world wherever you are right now, and that's okay. So again, allowing space for that is really important whether it is from yourself, but especially if you are looking for support from other people, that you have people that support you meeting yourself where you're at, even if that's not where you had hoped to be or expected to be. Instead of pushing you and putting you down and triggering that shame, that they're helping trigger curiosity and the expansiveness to see what the next step could be, and the ownership of that web, going back to that spider analogy, the ownership of that space and what you're creating. And then finally, planning for distractions. We all have things that come up that pull our attention away. And sometimes those distractions are things that need attention, and sometimes they are Opportunities to step away from the things that are uncomfortable. <laughs> um, whether that's an opportunity that you actually want to take is another thing. When you have certain things, and I actually encourage you to identify, like if you have three main distractions, what those typically are so that you can plan accordingly for them. So, for example, if you are cooking dinner, and you're trying to get dinner on the table, and whenever you do that, your kid and their sibling (laughs) have a big meltdown or whatever, and it's always pulling you away from being able to focus on and feel able to try something different in the kitchen, right? Like maybe that's a goal you have of like experimenting more in the kitchen, but you are always getting distracted. So you don't feel like you can. So you don't set that goal. Then you can go, okay, I know this happens. What if we try something different and involve the kids? Or maybe that's the time that they get to do this particular activity that they're excited about. You know, you can be flexible within that when you know what is the goal. The goal is to be adventurous with food. Okay. you know, that's that's the goal. So then you have the strategy that you build around the distractions that you tend to have. And again, your strategy may not work, but then you can go, okay, well that didn't work. You couldn't even involve the kids. Well, hey, this keeps happening. What do we do about it? So when you can identify what those distractions typically are, then you can create a little sub plan <laughs> to deal with that distraction and give space for it. Like Maybe they're fighting because they want your attention. So maybe you bake in some attention time and then cooking time. Again, this is a very mundane example, but it is something that can create a lot of stress for parents and overwhelm that blocks the ability to think of other things. And it also, even these smaller things can hit your sense of ability to engage plans. So that experience of being unable to experiment in the kitchen the way you want to can feed into other areas that tell, well, okay, I can't do that. So that's the message that you get is that, well, I can't actually do the things that I want to do. And so there are other areas then that you don't engage because you've learned that you can't have what you want. Oh, I can't be adventurous. So I'm not going to even try that. You don't even see it. You don't even look for it. You just know, I don't want to be bored. Okay. So if you weren't bored, what would you be? Be adventurous. Well, what would it look like if you were adventurous? And see how I'm bringing it back, (laughs) bringing it back to the beginning of this. This is that process where you know what you want. You have that vision You build it into a plan. You build it into a strategy. Whether it is a big way of being in the world, big strategy, building a business, getting a new job, whatever it is, or whether it is a small making different things in the kitchen. Maybe it is a big, I want to engage this societal environmental issue. If you have taught yourself that you are not effective or you are not capable, you're not going to turn and lean into the fear and discomfort that comes along with the changes that are required to actually create these bigger changes to shift the way that you do things in the world, to show up to those things that need to be shown up to. If you haven't taught yourself that you can create change in your life, it's much harder to believe that you can create change in a bigger sense. So taking those things, taking this process, and applying it, because it applies wherever, whether you're trying to create a healthier way of being in the world for yourself and your family, or a healthier way of showing up to the economic systems and the societal structures that we have, whatever it is. These are the structures that we look at coming from the internal space of creating that plan of action and the way of processing it and honoring where you are and building from that place of alignment so that you can keep going when it is hard. And going doesn't mean doing all the time. It can just mean honoring where you are and getting the support and being the support that is needed to keep going. There is so much more to this and I had other examples that I was going to use. So I'm Gonna have to say, we will will have to come back to that because we do have another episode on planning this month. I also want you to know that I have created a resource page on my website where I have exercises that I have created, standalone exercises. So anything that I've mentioned in my podcast, including kind of a a flow chart, actually not kind of a flow chart, it is a flow chart (laughs) for this process and checking in on this process. It is on that page. You do not need to sign up for emails to access these resources. You just go to the page and you click on the resource and you can download it. If you want to send me a thank you, Send me a message telling me how you felt about that resource. If you want to send me a tip and or send me a tip to support the podcast, I have a link to do that on that page as well. There is one resource that I have a suggested payment for. There will be some others that are coming, but most of them are just click and grab And so I invite you to do that. It is my website, valeriefriedlander.com slash resources, and you can get everything there. I do love to hear from you. So if you do decide to go grab any of those resources, I would truly love it if you would send me a message and let me know what you thought of the resource that you grabbed. And of course, if you want to dig in further and have any additional support, I'm here for you. Please feel free to grab a spot on my calendar, an initial session is free of charge. So please use it if you would like that clarity support to dig in and create a plan that fits you that you will follow through on. That's what I'm here for. I would love to speak with you. And with that, I will talk to you all next time. Thanks for listening. I so appreciate you being here. If you got something out of today's episode, please share it. Leave me a review, take a screenshot and post it on social with a shout out to me. Send it to a friend or, you know, all of the above. Want to hang out more? Join me on Instagram. Or better yet, get on my mailing list to make sure you don't miss out on anything. And remember, your possibilities are as unlimited as you are. Allow yourself to shine, my friend. The world needs your light. See you next time.